Welcome to the Podglomerate. Hello and welcome to Plus of an Intelligence, the show about how games impact people. My name's Chess. I don't have an interview guest for you today, so it'll be a shorter episode. But first, I do have some updates for you. I had hoped to be able to announce a launch date for Season 2 today, but I'm not quite ready for that. But don't worry, it's for good reasons. I've had some opportunities come up that will allow the show to rock in Season 2 in ways that just weren't possible before. The show will be able to do a deeper dive into topics, which I think every time that we did that in Season 1, it worked out well, so I want to be able to do that again and kind of focus on that more. But I also want to be able to address some of the news of the day and be able to stay on top of current events. I'm also doing some upgrades, mostly under the hood stuff for podcast making, so you might not be aware of them, but they will enable me to make content better and easier. The one update, the one improvement that you can see right now is you can check out the new website. I gave the website a major facelift, so everything should just look way nicer now, and it should be easier to use as well. So go check out plus7intelligence.com. If you're hesitant about sharing the website before because it was kind of ugly, I understand, but now it looks nice, so go ahead and, you know, fire off those shares left and right. So that's the updates that I have for you today. So let's get on to the main topic for the show. I was driving home and I was at a stop sign and checking both ways for traffic and I saw something that made me pause and compose myself before I could keep driving. I saw a sign that read AR-15s on special. This was days after the Stoneman Douglas tragedy where the effectiveness of that exact weapon was clearly seen. And I wasn't the only one who had noticed the sign. Apparently it was up before the incident, but members of the community still wanted it changed out of respect. Honestly, I was surprised that it affected me that much, even if it was just a moment. Guns and gun rights are not something that I'd lay up at night thinking about. Maybe it was because this tragedy was in my state. Maybe it was because the pulse shooting was close and used a similar weapon. But this is how video games have made it back into the headlines again. Something terrible happens, and there are calls for a discussion about how video games might be affecting the minds of children. And we discussed this at length in episode 20. We talked with Dr. Ferguson and Dr. Markey who laid out the case that violent video games do not lead to violent acts in the real world. So rather than retread that conversation today, I wanted to take it up a notch. This is plus seven intelligence after all. Part of the meaning has always been that I want a continuous increase in intelligence of how we talk about things. The gaming community welcomes research that supports their side, obviously, because it supports what we've been saying for years. But Even if we win this battle, there are other questions to be answered. Some interesting developments and non-developments have occurred in the wake of Stoneman Douglas. There's been a strong backlash against the National Rifle Association and their lobbying efforts. In particular, companies have been pressured to cancel discount deals for NRA members. 
the theory being that these relationships support the NRA's efforts to lobby for legislation that favors gun manufacturers selling more and more powerful weapons. The thought behind this movement is that the prevalence and access to high-powered weapons allows for frequent and devastating acts of violence. And it seems like a roundabout way of getting to that. It's an intricate web of consumers and companies and brands. And in the midst of this and seeing that sign and the impact that that name AR-15 had, how it evoked an image and the history, it reminded me of something that I had read years ago. I had read about how video game companies get the guns in their games to look and sound authentic. And I had to go back and fill in some of the gaps from my memory. The best article I could find was from 2013 by Simon Parkin. In the article, he lays out why video game developers have been able to use the brand names and imagery of real guns in their games. It's because they pay gun manufacturers to license those products. They will actually work hand in hand with gun manufacturers to reproduce a digital version of the weapons, every marking and every sound, trying to get as close as possible to the feeling of holding one in your hands. Out of this agreement, the game companies benefit from the seal of authenticity. The gun manufacturers get some cash out of the deal, obviously, but they also believe that these deals will lead to more gun sales. They believe that putting their product in front of players is a fantastic opportunity to build the reputation and reach of their brand for consumers. So does it work? Do video game placements increase the sale of high-powered weapons? Well, the faith of the manufacturers is evidence that it works because they probably have some metrics that justify continuing these partnerships. But there is some more evidence. The article cites a BB gun manufacturer that creates replicas of real gun models. They say that when one of those models is featured in a blockbuster game, quote, the sales increase can be enormously significant. Of course, BB guns and the real thing are quite different, but it speaks to the effectiveness of the placement of these brands and models in a game. So here we are in 2018, pushing and pulling companies based on tiny discount deals with the NRA because they advocate for policies that benefit gun manufacturers. And I've seen members of the gaming community push for boycotts or public pressure campaigns for these, but I've heard little about the role of video game companies in all of this. Some of whom are skipping the middleman and handing money directly to gun manufacturers and providing a significant platform for them to advertise their products. EA in 2013 did stop paying to license guns in their games, but they will still put those guns in the games. They just won't pay for the license, which is a strange half measure. I haven't seen much movement from gun manufacturers to exercise legal rights over their products, so they seem content with how things are. The White House announced a meeting this week to discuss video game violence with industry leaders. Oddly enough, at this moment, no one seems to know who those industry leaders are, but Let's say this meeting happens, and it is an earnest attempt to reduce gun deaths in this country. There are a couple of questions that I would like to see major publishers answer. First, 
Do you give money directly to the manufacturers of high-powered consumer firearms? Second, are you aware of any effect that featuring high-powered firearms has on consumer sales of those weapons? If so, are you okay with that effect? If not, are you okay with not knowing the effects? I'm not a big FPS player, but I've played a few, and I don't remember ever playing with an AR-15 in-game, but after reading more about it, it seems like it is effectively identical to the M16, which I know I have used in a game before. I don't know if the appearance of that weapon was the result of a licensing deal, but it is a weird thought that I would be given a virtual AR-15 with the hopes that I would buy a real one someday. Maybe someday when it went on special. That's it for this episode of Plus 7 Intelligence. I have a link in the show notes to the Simon Parkin article that I referenced a lot in this episode. I also have a link to a recent Guardian article that laid out even more dilemmas that the industry is facing on this topic. I am really interested in developments on this subject. I know that some of my information is dated, so reach out if you have something to say on this. So there's lots of ways to reach me on the website, plus7intelligence.com, and on Twitter, that's at 7 underscore intelligence. Again, be sure to check out Season 1, Episode 20 for the interview I did on the subject of video game violence with Dr. Ferguson and Dr. Markey, the authors of Moral Combat, which is one of the best books on the topic. Thanks for listening. The Podglomerate, a Sonic Universe.